a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to me. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we talk to someone who hopefully is on the verge of retirement. We're going to see, is it possible for this gentleman to walk away from his job on January of 2018? And I'm wearing a new shirt today. Hey, Wayne joins us on the program. Hello, Wayne. Good morning. It's a little sad that you can't see my new shirt, but it looks, it's, uh, I got it. It hasn't been washed yet, but it has been ironed, and it's that first-time use, you know, first-time wear that looks fantastic. Do you enjoy the first-time wear, Wayne? Uh, depends on how it smells. You see, I, you know, you sound like my wife, because I, I like, I like the smell. It smells a little chemically, I'm not going to lie. My, my skin's probably a little itchy underneath. Anyway, Wayne, you probably didn't come here to talk about my laundry habits. Uh, tell us about your situation. You have a very high-stress job, and you don't want to be part of it anymore. Well, I've been working with my current employer for about 30 years. Okay. And I'm eligible to retire in January. So... I've just been thinking I'd like to maybe shift gears, take a few months off, um, if I if I can uh, make it work on my pension. I'd prefer not to start drawing down on my deferred savings, but but I can do that if I need to. Okay. And, and tell me when you say and, eligible to retire, that when every time I hear that, it means yeah, there's a pension involved. Uh, tell what what can you tell us about your pension? Well. Um, I've been with my employer for 30 years, and th- there's a formula that maxes out when you hit 30 years. Okay. So there's an in- there's an incremental benefit for staying additional time, but but uh, it's it's really pretty insignificant. So I'm kind of thinking at 56, maybe I'd like to just take a step back, regroup, uh, and figure out what I want to do next and not have to worry about paying the bills. You know what? I, I always think these situations boils down to what are you currently living on? What's your, what's your current take-home pay? Not, not your gross pay, but your take-home pay. And then what is the take-home pay of the pension uh, plus whatever health um, care expenses you would need to deal with. So maybe maybe we'll just start there. Your annual gross income is $107,000 uh, a year. And that is yours alone. Um, and, and so you, you, you share finances with someone. Uh, that person, how, 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 how much do you share finances? You share household expenses. But beyond that, do you, are you sharing bills and things? Help us understand. Uh, we share household expenses. We each deposit $2,800 a month into a household account. That covers things like mortgage, home maintenance, utilities, food, entertainment, pet expenses, insurance but we keep separate accounts for other personal expenses you've estimated you sent us some uh you you did some work on this which i appreciate which by the way everyone who's considering retiring within the next five months should do the sort of work that you've done in preparation for us you estimate that you would need approximately what five thousand dollars a month of retirement income pre-tax yes Mm mm-hmm and again, right now, your take-home pay after your retirement contributions of various forms 
you're at $3,913 a month. Is there any reason to think the pension that you sent us is you're somewhere in the $5,800 a month range? Is that right? Is there any reason to think you wouldn't de- net down to uh, below 3900 or where do you think you'll land? Well, um, my health my health insurance expenses will go up by about 450 a month. Okay. After I retire. And then there, you know, there are some large expenses that periodically crop up home maintenance issues. Um, I'm going to need a new air conditioner and, and furnace here in the next year. Um, so that'll be significant. Um, I'd like to be able to pay, pay cash for my next car if possible. And you've got a car. Um, but I probably won't need a new car for three or four years. And you've got a car problem, right? A self-admitted car problem. I do. I'm, I'm addicted to new cars every five to seven years. It's the smell, isn't it? You're a smell guy. It is kind of. It, it, you know, it's either the shirt or the, or the car. I think having a new smelling shirt is a healthier financial habit. Although there's, again, these chemicals are going to kill me. Um, so, uh, all right, so this is shaping up for me. What what could go wrong retiring? Uh, uh, you would be 50, still 56 or 57 when you retire in January of, of 18? By then I'll be 57. So what what could conceivably go wrong? Um, just let's not, we're not even into your assets yet, into Social Security, but with your pension and health care costs alone, what could go wrong? Do you see anything weird? No, I really don't see anything weird, but but I guess I've got friends telling me on one side that um, if, unless I want to permanently walk away from my career, I shouldn't quit my current job and retire unless I have another job lined up. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leery about just completely walking away and taking a few months off, even though that's what I'd like to do and then trying to get back into the job market, even if I only want to do it on a part-time basis. But, I mean, I've, I've got additional financial goals down the road. I mean, like, maybe eventually I'd like to get a vacation property. Okay. Um, I'd like to do a lot of uh, international travel after my partner retires in about seven years. So I, I've got things that I would like to do in the future that are not currently in my budget yeah uh, let's address some of those things first let's start with the idea that that your career is over if you walk away at age 57 i by no means am i an expert on that topic but i can say anecdotally uh, i can agree with some of your friends right this idea that to try to find employment in your late 50s early 60s that's pretty tough, especially if you don't have a, a, a job to keep going to, right? It's the old, uh, it's always easier to look for a job when you already have a job sort of thing. Um, right. I, I think I would agree with that assessment. Again, anecdotal at best uh, is my assessment there. Uh, is it possible for you to take any sort of sabbatical from the current job that you're in since it's so high stress? Um, no, that's really not an option for me in the current position. You also mentioned, this is sort of wacky, uh, you have... Based on unused vacation and sick time, you'll get paid out about $50,000 from your employer before taxes at retirement. That's, that's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. Well, that's 30 years of unused sick time and um, about 10 weeks of unused vacation time. 
is your is your area of expertise and what you do for a living now is it something that's transferable to another gig directly or some of those skills or is it too specialized to then go into a different line of work um no actually i i work in accounting financial management um i do have a small side business preparing tax returns so i i think those are skills that are transferable would you do that would you just do like the whole tax season go work at you know whatever company and just prepare taxes just to make a little extra money in retirement. Can you see yourself doing that? Yeah, I I could see myself doing that if I were able to find the right spot. So I am not worried about, okay, so yeah, let's, let's sort of, you know, hit the checklist here of items we need off the list. I'm not overly concerned with you then not being able to be reemployed because if you're an accountant that can do taxes, you know what, you're going to find work. Uh, relatively, I mean, let's be honest. There's most tax preparers I know are 56 to, to 60 years old, so I think you're going to be okay there. <laughs> it's an entire industry. Um, the second thing I, I think we want to talk about then is those bigger financial goals of getting a vacation property. Oddly enough, my wife and I had this conversation this weekend about getting uh, the idea of getting like a lakefront property somewhere uh, an idea that now now my brain wayne is trying to solve for my own situation to see if it's viable with your situation your partner's got roughly a million dollars in retirement assets you have roughly four hundred thousand dollars in retirement assets how do you see that conceivably working or would you need more income for a longer period of time to make that work um, to have a comfort level, I'd want to be able to pay cash for a property like that. Right. And um, I, I feel like I need to generate income for a few more years to to uh, to accumulate that without dipping into what I've already saved. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, how much do you think you could earn a year upon retiring from your current gig? Do you think you could earn fifty thousand a year for the next several years, or, or not that much? I, I think that's doable if I find the right spot, but I don't want to go from one high-pressure situation into another. Yeah. So I'd, I'd really like to find something either part-time or, or even seasonal full-time. That, that could be a possibility, too. What, um, what, what sort of vacation property home value are we talking here? Some people say vacation home, they mean sixty grand. Others say it, and they mean six hundred grand. What do you mean? Um, I'm thinking a condo property... Um, in a large, probably a, a like a large area. We we live in the desert, oh. and so so we're we're thinking some place to go during the summer when it's hot. It's a dry. So it's a dry probably, heat. Probably a condo um, in one of the northern states in a large metropolitan area. Okay. So maybe in the two fifty to three hundred range. Yeah, that's what I was would, thinking. Would be what we'd be thinking. So could could you say that you're going to work and make 50, you know, net taxes out, you know, make 3,000 a year or 3,000 a month for four or five years and sort of use that money while you're taking your pension to uh, at that point, then try to purchase a home with cash and then some of your retirement assets? Is that is that a reasonable thing or does that seem like a stretch? No, I I think that would be uh, achievable. You're so young. I mean, you're. I mean, really. You're uh, in January. You'll be fifty-seven. That is the new forty. I mean, that is so young. So, even if you 
when does your partner want to retire? He, how old is your partner? 52. So 52. So Oh my gosh. So he wants to work until he's, he wants to work until he's about 59. So uh, so he can start drawing down his 401k. Okay, so is it fair to say you've got 7 years until he retires that you could earn and then upon his retirement then you're able to then go and get that condo or would you want that home before the seven-year period is up? No, I think I'd wait. I think I'd wait um, until we're both retired before making that investment. See, I like this idea that you're... I mean, you're going to take your pension no matter what on January uh, whatever of 2018, right? Unless they try to talk me into staying, I'd have to see what they'd... <laughs> yeah. What they'd offer, but but it's it's pretty tempting just to shift gears and and get into something that is a little more enjoyable day to day. See, I got this idea. Let's say over a, a six to seven year period, you're, you're living primarily on your pension and whatever earnings you make just goes to a side fund to make a cash purchase of real estate. I, I, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that in a, in a perfect world, that would be great. Um, other than that, you have $400,000 in a deferred comp plan, uh, a 457B to be specific, uh, which is to say that's a version of a 401k for, for state workers, generally speaking. So you are uh, $400,000. you are not going to touch it anytime soon because you don't particularly need to. Uh, I would assume that's the case, right? You, you don't plan on touching it anytime soon? No, I don't, I don't plan to touch it unless I have like a major home repair or something that has to be taken care of. And then Social Security, again, you're not going to take it for at least 10 years. You don't need to take it till 67. And you've got a pretty healthy Social Security estimate. You put it in your numbers for me, like 2800 or something like that, a month, 2600 a month. So Right. 20... I have great confidence in your ability to retire in January of 2018. I really do. Okay. I mean... You said your health care costs are going up 400 a month. Is that still through the state, or, or do you have to get coverage outside of the state? No, that would be retiree insurance through the state. Do you have any reason to think that that, that program's in danger? You know, every, every year we never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's very <true. laughs> that's or, or any moment in time, especially if you're on Twitter. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this. I, I, I Right now, my brain is like, how can I mess up Wayne's situation? Like, what could go wrong to mess this up? A, a major home repair. We're talking a $100,000 home repair could really mess you up. Um, I think if you lean too hard into your car problem, like, so you got three more years in the car you're driving now. Uh, how much would the next car cost you? Uh, realistically, between 40 and 50 and, and and you want to pay cash right now you're 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 making payments uh but in december that payment's up so you're going to take that 508 dollars a month you're making a payment and sort of reverse build uh the fund to buy the car uh, three years from now yeah i thought i'd maybe uh divert that if i'm still working divert that money to the to a roth ira mm -hmm. okay. and then if if i wanted to use that money to buy a car i could you guys aren't going to buy like an RV or anything and go traveling across the country, are you? Yeah, no. Um, Motel 6 is 
kind of my RV. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so, but uh, let's talk about the international travel because that is a, that is a, something that I think about a lot of, of what I want to do when I retire, and I'm interested interested to know: Have you put together sort of a mental budget for that? Of well, we could spend five thousand dollars a month, but then if you've got two, pro- well, I, here I am talking myself out of this already. Your mortgage will be paid off uh, on twenty in twenty twenty three, so that's great. And what your current payments twenty one hundred bucks a month. Um, so you're going to free up some cash flow there. You're going to buy your property in cash uh, up in the northern states. So really, you could just use your retirement cash flow to travel if you wanted to, right? Right. And and that's what I'd like to do. Um, currently, in projecting my retirement expenses, I've set aside $500 a month for travel. But um, if, if I travel the way I want to, that won't be enough. I mean, are you, you to travel, stay in Motel Sixes internationally? I mean, come on, right? <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- is there anything better than a nice hotel, Wayne? Is there anything better than a nice hotel? No, it's, it's pretty good to wake up and go down for pastries. I, you know what? I agree with you. And some people are here. This like, just put me anywhere. Fine, good. You go anywhere. I'll take the five star hotel. All right, I, I will take the five star hotel, especially if someone else is paying. Thank you, expense report. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find me lined up at a KOA campground <laughs> trying to get in when I'm retired. Oh, lovely. Uh, it, it, random question, but this is coming from my own life experiences. I was in uh, the Keystone area of Colorado this past weekend where I got to be reminded of my severe altitude sickness that I experience anytime I'm above 9,000 feet. Wayne, you don't have a, an altitude sickness problem, do you? Not that I know of. Have you ever dealt with that? I mean, it's a horrendous thing. Um, you know, I, I can't say that I have. I'm a pretty incapable person in many I'm, respects, but I feel physically incapable when I'm above 9,000 feet. It, like I'm at Weekend at Bernie's, how, like I'm Bernie Lomax, and they're just dragging yeah, me I'm, around. I'm kind of drawn to heights. I mean, I'm thinking about taking up um, skydiving. Oh, really? See, this is what I'm talking about. You're 56. Do you feel as young as you are? I mean, you're young. Are, are you are you in good shape? Are you like living your best life right now? Uh, I would say no, because because of working full time. I mean, I I feel good and try to stay in shape, but uh, you know, every, every day of the week is just consumed with work. So that that's why I feel like it's time to make a change. Well, without getting too deep into what you do for a living, although I. Kind of feel like I already know. Um, what's so stressful about it? Is it is it time demands on terms of the number of hours you work, or you have to hit crazy deadlines, or is it maybe the well, like what is it? Like what is so stressful about what you do? I'm just curious. Um, it's just a combination of, between time demands, political influences, um, administrative demands. Um, it's it's just being. I guess one thing I'm really ready for a change from is being responsible for the work of others. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can get down with that. I understand. I, I could really just enjoy a job where I'm responsible for myself and yeah. what I produce. The fruits of your own labor. You, you are to blame both good and bad uh, all the time, right? Exactly. 
There's something great about it. I mean, maybe that's why I'm my own boss. Like, I feel like if something goes wrong, I don't view it as my employee's fault. I view it as my fault, and I, I like that because then I can solve it. Um, interesting. Now, uh, I'm trying, again, shooting holes in your situation here. Life insurance-wise, how are you guys set up for that? Um, just the bare minimum for life insurance. Um, we, we really don't have any, any people outside the house that we need to worry about. Sure. And then you're both pretty well-funded individually, that if something happens to one of you, the other one can, can conceivably go on with the assets at hand and still live the intended retirement, right? Right. And we do both have long-term care insurance, too. Oh, that's great. And then are, are, you, are you listed as each other's beneficiaries and final documents such as wills and those sorts of things as well? Yeah, we've, we've got our wills done and all of the estate documents are in order. All right, so I, I, I'll be honest. I think you retire in January. I, I just don't... I can't see a situation here in which it makes sense to put, keep putting yourself through it. I mean, you've, you've scrimped and you've saved and you've sacrificed to be in the moment you're in right now. Um, because here... And, and for those... I mean, there, there's more information that I have here that we haven't even talked about. Uh, you've got that 400-some thousand that by the time you went to tap it, if you needed to tap it, would be well in excess of 400,000 would be five, 600,000. You've got that huge social security benefit. And I say huge relative to the fact that you're going to take it at 67, maybe even 70, which takes pressure off of both your pension and your assets. You plan on working for part-time income. Your partner's got significant assets. Your house is going to be paid off within six or seven years. Like there's nothing bad about this. Retire Wayne, retire. So I, I do have a question. Right. What, what kind of an emergency fund should I have set aside? Because I've, I've never had much of an emergency fund due to, well, due to the fact that I like to spend money, number one, <laughs> but all, also due to the fact that I've, I've had a, a very steady and stable income, so I've, I've never felt the urgency to save an emergency fund. Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple things here. Number one, I think your bigger issue isn't a matter of savings. It's defining what an emergency is, right? Like a, a, right. a, a sale at Saks Fifth Avenue, turns out, not an emergency, right? One of, one of those deals. Um, I would say that 50 grand that's coming in via your um, sick pay, I think that's a great, great fund for you to hang your hat on as that is your emergency fund. Um, I always like to see between fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in retirement savings, or true savings, not investments, but but emergency fund savings, and that's if someone doesn't have a pension, right? Mm -hmm. Your pension is higher than your take-home pay now, so you talked about having a solid, nice income that was always your emergency fund. Wayne, as far as I can tell, that's going to continue to be the case. If you didn't have a pension, this is a completely different conversation. So no, I mean, okay. 50, 50 grandish would, would, would be great. Um, but but here's, the, here's the reality. You have a lot of different assets that you could tap into if you needed to. It's just how you define an emergency. Um, I would also consider before you retire, if you can, uh, trying to get some of these things replaced if you need a new furnace or air conditioner or whatever and, and get those things replaced so that you feel like you're doing it while you still have an, still have an earned income. Right. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to have to uh, 
wait until I have whatever this next employment is going to be uh, to to help pay for that. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't see. I mean, my current cash flow is very tight. I mean, really, I am living from paycheck to paycheck because I put so much into my retirement savings account. And that's okay. I mean, it, it, that you're used to it, right? I mean, it's, it's a little bit stressful, but you're used to it. Um, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not, I'm not bothered by that in your situation. How much does your partner have an emergency fund, or is he a spender too? Uh, no, he he has money set aside. Okay, so if, if, in the in the case of a true emergency, you're good to go. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm able to pay the interest that I'd be stuck with on that but <laughs> i know how that goes um so yeah now I, I again i i'm i'm looking at this before the call uh, nicole and i my producer we're going through this and i'm like I, i'm looking for problems here and i can't find any problems you've got a 2.375 percent mortgage on a 10-year note which was an, a ridiculously amazing decision that you made whenever you made that decision um that's great. So, did you buy the, the the place you're in now, or refinance in twenty thirteen? Uh, no, we bought the house in nineteen ninety eight. Originally, it was on a thirty year mortgage. Then we went down to a fifteen year, and then when rates dropped really, really low about five years ago, we went from the fifteen year to the ten year. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I want you to retire. I want you to have a picture taken of yourself saying goodbye to all your coworkers on the last day, and I want you to email it to me. That Like, that's all you have to do at this point. Okay. I, I think I can work that out. Congrats, man. Good job. This is, what I, this is what I aspire to be in a situation like you're in, and I think everyone who listens or watches this show is in the same boat. We, we want to put in the work so we can make the decision that you're about to make. Well, it's, it's nice to get the affirmation because you spend 30 years working at a job and, and saving for something, and then the time comes, and, and it's kind of like, am I really ready? Can I really do this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is this real? Does it, it, I'm sure it doesn't even feel real. You might feel like a 28-year-old man, I, as, as far as I know, but uh, financially, you're ready to go, dude. Great job. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, send us a picture. We want it, and we're not going to post it because that would defeat the whole purpose of anonymity. But anyway, I want to see it. Uh, best of luck, and uh, if you need anything, just let us know. Great. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking a look at it. My pleasure. All right. Well, that's the it for this week's episode, uh, the new shirt episode. Turns out we're recording back-to-back episodes, so I'm wearing this shirt in the next episode. We're gonna, But I might roll up the sleeves, give it a different look. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have time. That's it for this week. Man, I want to hang out with Wayne. His dogs. He said he was worried about his dogs barking during the show, and he was going to have to stop taping, but they never barked. Who knew? All right, that's it. I'm Pete the Planner. Peace. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET, word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh.
Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. Salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it?